Got your mind locked up? No, I'm so, I don't understand. Go over to the morgue and look at all them dead people. As I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it, or looking at it, and I'm about to go crazy, literally. I'm about to go completely flywheel loose and just fall apart. And what did you then do? Told her to get out of the car, and that's when she became afraid. Up to that point, I assumed that she thought it was just going to be a rape. I walked her over in front of a tree, and then I shot her. So did you know that you could perhaps kill somebody? Yes, but I wanted to do horror stuff for my friend. Live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Hey, strangers, welcome to another episode of Strange Talk Podcast. We're back and we're here with the episode that is going to be all about spontaneous human combustion, or apparently it's also abbreviated as SHC. I didn't know they call it that, but apparently they call that. So, Oh, thank God, because I didn't want to keep saying spontaneous human combustion like every few <laughs> Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, fuck. I would just call it like the... What, what, you know, instead of calling it SHC, okay, if we can't think of anything, let's call it SHC, but we need to think of something. But it'll How about sound spontaneous come. Spontaneous come. <laughs> spontaneous spontaneous um speaking of spontaneous come, did you know, believe it or not, there it there's a fucking what is it? What is that noise? It's, it's my fucking dog. dog. It's my goddamn dog. <laughs> is, your dog is your dog making that noise? I thought I thought it was I thought it was fucking Gur speaking. Gur. I thought it was Gur from Invader Zim talking. And nah, he's he's going ham on his squeaky toy. <laughs> nice. I'm gonna leave it in. I'm gonna leave it in. I'm gonna leave all of this in. That's funny. So today's episode is gonna be about spontaneous human combustion. And the the special unique thing about this episode is that I'm not gonna be the only one that's talking. It's gonna actually be. Danny and Robert sharing a few cases that they found of spontaneous human combustion. But before before we get to their fucking cases that they have, let's uh, let's talk about a brief history, I guess, of spontaneous human combustion. For several centuries, people have debated whether human beings can spontaneously combust. What do you guys think? Do you guys think it's possible? Do you guys think it's like a legit thing? No, I don't know. No. Why don't you think so? Because everything I've read so far, all the cases that I have, there's some kind of logical explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, likewise. Same way, same thing with you. Okay, I don't know if I believe in spontaneous human combustion, but it is an interesting, intriguing thing. But <clears throat> so that debated whether human beings can spontaneously combust combust or burst into flames without being ignited by an external source. Though the first known accounts of spontaneous human combustion or SHC date all the way back to 1641, the phenomenon gained wider exposure in the 19th century after popular author Charles Dickens used it to kill off one of the characters in his novel called The Bleak House. When critics accused Dickens of legitimizing something that didn't exist, he pointed to research showing 30 historical cases. So he's like, nah, it's fucking real, dude. Check out these facts. And he just hit him with that fact. All right. So my question <laughs> to this is, was there more cases back in the day compared to now? 
I think so. I think well, that just proves my point. It's, not, it's not real. It's not real. Yeah, because so think why? about it. Nowadays, if that show is happening, everything's caught on camera. Yeah, true that. Oh, that's very true. Back then, they didn't that's have true. any of that. Very easily to believe in stuff that was very fucking far out there. But that is caught, very true. That's a good point. You can literally, see everything. So if it's not yeah, as well, common anymore now, well, kind of means that probably isn't really true. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it's also fair to say that back in those days, I mean, the Salem witch trials and shit like that, like people believe oh, no, those people were like witches, witches and stuff. Which yeah, which witches are real? <laughs> Bigfoot is too. Bigfoot <laughs> so got a big dick. <laughs> Did you say witches got a big dick? <laughs> Bigfoot got a big dick. Oh, Bigfoot got a big dick. <laughs> uh, so Ch- Charles Dickens was the one that kind of like made more people aware of it because he used it in his book to kill off a character. And I guess that's how a lot of people started saying like, wait a second, can something like that really happen? And so more recently cases of uh, SHC have been suspended when police and fire department officials have found burned corpses with unscathed furniture around them. For instance, an Irish coroner ruled that spontaneous combustion caused the 2010 death of 76 year old Michael Ferherty whose badly burned body was discovered near a fireplace in a room with virtually no fire damage. So when they, when they found his body, there was like maybe like a, a foot or a leg, like you hear so commonly in human spontaneous uh, combustion cases. But none, like if it was a, like, this is why people say that it might be real because if there was an, an external like source that caused the person to be engulfed in flames like whether it was like gasoline or something wouldn't the furniture be burned too yeah but the furniture is not burned but you said he was bad by a fireplace yeah but he was by puzzled me about these cases yeah see because that's but that's what they're saying so that's why the fire the fire department believed that like no way he probably just got burned because he's by the fireplace but if that were the case wouldn't other parts of the house be burned as well and not just simply like his body or something. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying. Because the human body is composed mostly of water and it's only highly flammable properties are fat tissue and methane gas. And if you don't know what methane gas is, kids, it's when you fart. That's <laughs> methane gas. That's why you got to fart in a bag and inhale it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get high that way. <laughs> no, like... That's what people do in Africa. They they get cow shit, they put it in a bag, and they huff it. And they get high that way. Huh. Yep. Don't want to try it. Watched it on a, I, watched on a, I watched it on a Vice documentary about a guy that goes around and tries different psychedelics and drugs in general. Oh, man. That must have been a trip. It was a pretty good, uh, pretty good show. I'd recommend watching it. Okay. So, uh, methane gas and uh, the possibility of C... I mean... SHC, spontaneous human combustion, if you don't remember, that's what the abbreviation is, being an actual phenomenon seems remote. Many scientists dismiss the theory, arguing that an undetected flame source, such as a match or a cigarette, is the real corporate in suspected cases. So not that, like a lot of the fire department and the people that go and investigate fires to like check out the source of it, they usually just say, like, there's no way, there has to be something else. Like you can't just spontaneously burst into flames. Yeah. Typically, deceased victims are found close to a fire source, and evidence suggests that many of them accidentally set themselves on fire while smoking or trying to light a flame. On the other hand, believers point to the fact that the human body has to reach a temperature of roughly 3,000 degrees in order 
to be reduced to just simply ashes. Unless it's a uh, unless SHC, I find it harder to say spontaneous uh, to say the abbreviation than saying spontaneous <laughs> human combustion. <laughs> unless spontaneous human combustion were a genuine factor, it seems impossible that furniture would not burn as well. Proposed cases of the supposed phenomenon include bacteria, static electricity, obesity, stress, and most consistently, excessive consumption of alcohol. But none have been substantiated by science so far. One recent hypothesis comes from British biologist Brian J. Ford, who in August of 2012 described his experiments with combustion in the magazine New Scientist. According to Ford, a buildup of acetone in the body, which can result from alcoholism, diabetes, or a specific kind of diet, can actually lead to spontaneous combustion. So that's what he believed is what causes the human body to burst into flames is because of poor diet, if you're an alcoholic, or if you have diabetes. Hmm. Well, that's so common around the world now, yeah. especially America. Yeah, so it, people are alcoholic exactly. diabetes. So. so that means more people, yeah, so that would mean more people would have to been burst into flames. But maybe he's on to something, maybe? Maybe he's on the right track, but he, he's just missing like a certain factor, maybe? That could be technically the cor- culprit, maybe? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or the witches. Aliens. The heck <laughs> Is the damn witches of the worst turn the No, okay. But um, all right, so that was the brief history of um, human spontaneous combustion or spontaneous human combustion. So now we're gonna move on to a couple of cases. We each have a couple of cases of uh, spontaneous human combustion. And so who would like to go first? Do you wanna do uh, I'll do my case? Like yeah, do I'll tribute myself for sacrifice. <laughs> all right. All right, so we're going to hear it from Robert. Robert, All right. do we? All right, so the case I'm doing, and I'm very bad at reading, so, you know, hooked on phonics didn't work for me, so be patient over here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so the case is the Cinder Woman case. Well, let's get into it. Ooh. All right, before sinking into the overstuffed easy chair in the middle of her apartment, a widow named Mary Hardy Reeser sleep, uh, slipped into a nightgown and popped two sleeping pills. Around 9 p.m. on July 1st, 1951, Reeser's only son, Dr. Richard Greaser Jr., had just kissed her goodbye after a visit. She was alone for the night and decided to enjoy a cigarette before bed. On July 2nd, Mary Reeser's landlady, Pansy Carpenter, dropped by her apartment to deliver a telegram. When Carpenter arrived, nobody answered. She put her hand on the doorknob and found it to be unusually hot, so she called the police. Police arrived at the apartment located at 1200 Cherry Street, Pitt, Petersburg, Florida, to find 67-year-old Mary Reeser burned to death in a mysterious fire. Reports said that her body was disinterrogated by a blaze of white, hot intensity. Not much of Reeser remained. There was one slippered foot, which curiously showed no signs of charring, as well as a part of her spine, and a piece of her skull remained and was described as shrunken. Though the apartment was very warm when the police arrived, the majority of it remained intact. Plastic household objects near the seat Reeser was sitting in had softened and lost shape, but the rest of the room was seemingly unaffected by the flames that engulfed Mary Reeser. The rug had a scorch mark on it. A chair and the end table in the middle of the scorch mark were upright. Since it requires three or four hours of temperatures around 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit for a body to be cremated, the case baffled authorities. 
Due to the mysterious circumstances of the case, it's been suspected that Reeser was a victim of SHC. This is when a person bursts into flames from a chemical reaction in their body without any apparent ignition of an external heat source. So there have been accounts of alleged human combustion since 1663. Not all scientists are convinced. Chief Cass Burgess was a detective on Reeser's case at the time. This fire is a curious thing, he told reporters. Burgess and his team sent boxes of materials from the apartment to the FBI lab in Washington, D.C. for chemical analysis. Some of the materials included a portion of the rug, rubble from the walls, and segments of the chair Reeser was sitting in at the time of her death. The public was infatuated with the case as well. Coroner Ed Silk reported that at least 15 amateur detectives had phoned him with their theories. The detective team put out a statement saying that it was an accidental death by fire of unknown origin. Burgess said that it didn't mean that they were concluding the investigation. They were just putting out a release so that the burial could take place. The FBI determined the research, that Reese's death wasn't the result of SHC. However, the actual case does remain a mystery. The FBI believed that Mary's own body fat provided the fuel for the fire that consumed her after possibly lighting a cigarette and falling asleep. She was set on fire, and once the body became ignited, almost complete destruction occurred from its own fatty tissues. It is true that human fatty tissue is highly combustible, even more so in heavier people, and Reeser was a, a robust woman weighing 170 pounds. While the FBI explanation had a certain logic to it, it only provided a, a partial explanation as certain anomalies remain. For instance, a pile of newspapers stacked next to Reese's chair remained completely unscorched. Dr. Wilton M. Krogman, a professor of physical anthropology at the University of Pennsylvania and an experienced fire researcher, disagreed with the FBI's conclusion. Krogman wrote that of all the fire deaths he had investigated, I cannot conceive of such complete cremation without more burning of the apartment. And that, that was it. That's okay. That's that the that's, not burning of the papers would intrigue me most about that case. Yeah, yeah. See that that's the crazy part about it. And you know what? Okay, I <laughs> may be a little high. Yes. But listen to me. You may be on with something when you said about aliens. Did you really think about it? <laughs> no, no, okay, okay. No, wait, wait, wait. Think think about it. Think about it. Think about it. All right. Cause you know how recently like the government has supposedly said, I don't know if it's a joke or if it's a hoax, but supposedly the CIA has recently come out that the government has admitted that UFO and aliens are technically. Oh yeah, no, no, it's that's real, that's right? that's real. That's yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. you heard that, right? It's not a hoax, right? Okay. So now maybe that would be the reason why this could be a reason why it would explain human spontaneous combustion. But see, because, but think about it, like like not to cut you off, but you say like See, the government said this, the FBI and all that said it, so it has to be real. It's not a hoax. But how many times in your life has the the government or someone said something, and you're like, oh, they're lying to us. It's just a hoax. Oh, well, I'm 24, so a few times. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> so like, it could easily be argued that they're just feeding into us, which I believe that they are something out there, not necessarily the aliens we believe, but it does yeah, just yeah, show, yeah. How, show how people are so like swayed by it, like, before people oh they're lying to us now like all of a sudden they believe them yeah because they're finally telling the truth maybe that is a good point maybe they are just feeding into the paranoia that people have been talking about this whole time and maybe they'll just be like maybe if we just tell them it's true they'll shut up about it 
that's a very good point. Okay, so that's crazy. So uh, do you have another one, or do you want to tell yours, Danny, and then you want to go and tell yours? We can Robert do, again, we can do one and one. You guys. Okay. If you want to do one and one, that's fine. So my case is going to be about Margaret Hogan, uh, 89-year-old widow who lived alone in the house on Prussia, Prussia Street in Dublin, Ireland. She was found burned almost to the point of complete destruction on the 28th of March, 1970. Plastic flowers on the table in the center of the room had been reduced to liquid, and the television with a melted screen sat 12 feet from her armchair in which the ashen remains were found. Otherwise, the surroundings were untouched. Her two feet and both legs below the knees were the only things found. A small coal fire had been burning in a grate when a neighbor left the house the previous day, apparently. So apparently she, quote unquote, spontaneously combusted with something smoldering close to her, right? I, I, this one, I can go with, uh, with, with Robert. This one seems more or less explained to me. Yeah, yeah. So like there was a source. She didn't just yeah. spontaneously combust yeah. like from the inside, right? As far as investigations, they haven't linked the smoldering to her death though. That's what it says for this case. Uh so the next case I got is uh Frank Baker survived spontaneous human combustion. And this one is from the Huffington Post. Frank Baker faced death while earning two purple hearts in Vietnam, but the scariest moment of his life came in June 19, 1995. Baker was in his home in Vermont when he suddenly burst into flames, an experience he discusses for the first time on The Unexplained Files, which aired on the Science Channel. We were getting ready for fishing and sitting on the couch, Baker said on the episode. Everything was great. Friend Pete Willie was sitting next to me, and we were having a hell of a time. That is, until things started heating up, literally, when flames appeared on Baker's body. It was the damnest thing I've ever seen, Willie remembered. Frank was freaking out and making me freak out. Baker started panicking and tried everything to stop his body from being burned. I had no idea what was taking place on my body. None, he said. Baker and Willie somehow put out the flames and got to a doctor, but the diagnosis was as shocking as the sudden flames that engulfed his body. The doctor called and said, Frank, this burned from the inside out, Baker said. Frank Baker discussed his alleged case on October 2nd on the unexplained uh, files. He was then diagnosed with partial spontaneous combustion. He says on his Facebook he wants donations because he's having testing done and he's trying to find a cure. He said this has happened to him three times so far and that there might may not be a fourth. So I just, okay. <laughs> I was in the military, so I know how military men are. We love to drink and we love to smoke. So based off this, I really feel like him and his friend they're getting ready to go fishing, and people who fish, they like to drink and at least have beers out there to go fishing. Like, so I'm pretty sure they're pre-gaming. He's probably smoking a cigarette and probably fucking got ember on his fucking arm, and that's how it started bursting yeah. into flames. Like, I just find that yeah, this one, especially if it's happened to him supposedly three times, why wouldn't this be fucking natural? <laughs> Yeah, he just got he just got drunk three times and just accidentally <laughs> caught himself on fire. So like, it's just times. hard to believe in this. <laughs> No, I don't I don't truly believe in spontaneous human combustion. I don't think that's true. 
what I do think, it's just I find it intriguing and fascinating that somebody could die that way. Because I don't think I've ever really heard a very compelling case. And I imagine that there, I'm pretty sure there are ones out there. And maybe I just didn't do a fucking good ass job at researching. Usually the ones that I had found during the research were all cases that they were near some and they're sort all of like older fires. people that's another ad. that's another um point that i found all three of the people that i've found they're all above like 65 probably more flammable because okay, so they're that... old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that just the fact that i never knew about that older people are just more flammable <laughs> you guys learned this they first have, on straight yeah, they probably have diabetes and worse health in their bodies for the long time <laughs> they just they just retain so much water that they just keep all their alcohol in their body like a fucking camel <laughs> or something and just poof, instantly just blow up. Water <laughs> That's why they can wake up so early because <laughs> they're just just they're on gasoline. Why do you just... think they have fucking second saves? You know how old people have like those fucking like those hard candies and you know when their mouth gets super dry like, they'll spark <laughs> and then take it out because they're so dehydrated so that's probably why they fucking catch on fire come on tell me that old person has a second save I guarantee you they'll find an old person with a hard candy that's open and wrapped <laughs> no it's funny because that's my grandma my grandma used to fucking she used to have yeah. Werther's originals yeah. I used to fucking love those though I would always I was I would always raid her fucking like sweater or jackets because I knew like she'd have them hanging off on the fucking door just be careful you didn't eat fucking one she had in her mouth already <laughs> I probably did <laughs> taste that flavor I'm not, I'm not. I feel like prune juice. Why does it taste like prune juice? <laughs> okay, so uh, you have another case for us, no, Danny, I, or is I, that I, it? For I got you? another one. What do we have, Robert? One? You're gonna get a kick out of this one. Okay, because this Ooh. guy. All right, because so this, this guy's name's Robert. <laughs> hey, Robert, oh, it was me. He just burst in flames right now. <laughs> Technically, I had been on fire before when I was in the sixth grade. What happened? A firework hit me, fell over. One of those fucking big illegal yeah. fireworks from Vegas. Um, we lit it, and then the wind knocked it over or whatever, and it shot and hit me right in my arm. And, like, my whole sweater, like, burst into flames. But, like, you know, I didn't do stop, drop, and roll. I fucking took that shit off and started running, but the fire didn't literally come on me. It <laughs> stayed on my sweater. And that's the only thing I heard. I just had a huh. big old bruise. Damn, okay. that's crazy. I didn't so know that. <laughs> the deal with Robert is that he was a homeless, right? So Robert was a known alcoholic and believed to have been seeking shelter from the outside, from the cold weather outside. On <laughs> Is this true, Robert? Yeah. <laughs> Why have you never told me about this? And this all happened on, it was 13th, 1967. person walking by called the fire department when he saw a bright light coming from inside a building that he was hiding in. So within five minutes, a fire crew was on scene. They found Robert on the floor, curled up as if he had a pain in his stomach when he died. The fireman reported that he had split, had a split in his stomach, about four inches. They later they later described the flames as a blue substance. So apparently the flames were still going on when they showed up on scene. Yeah, like as if it was uh, coming out of a blue torch. 
Robert was still alive. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Robert was still alive when the fire crew showed up at the time. They reported that he was withering in pain and appeared to be biting on a stair post. The fire crew had to pry his jaw open to let the fire crew had to pry his jaw open off the stair post to get it to, to get him out of the scene. Okay, so yeah, after putting out the flames, the fire crew found little fire damage to the room or Robert's clothing. Only the part of his shirt where the stomach was split had fire damage to it. They noted that there were several highly flammable substances in the room, but none of them were affected. Afflicted. Affected. A later inquest hypothesized that he had been that it had been caused by a cigarette dropping onto his shirt. That's all I got for this one. <clears throat> so, so they they eventually just blamed it on yeah. that he dropped a cigarette on himself, yeah. and that's why his stomach split. That's so what it says. His stomach split, there was a split in his stomach. All right, so. Devil's advocate, Robert. <laughs> what, what would you? How would you explain this? Yeah. Okay, like honestly, this dude must have been on drugs. Because what would him like being on fire have to do with him fucking clenching his jaw onto yeah. the fucking piece of wood? Like, obviously, this dude is homeless, and like a lot of homeless people, like we talked before, have mental problems, have drug issues, and stuff to deal with stuff. Like he's honestly mm-hmm. hiding from someone there, trying to get shelter. So who's to say he didn't have a wound from a fight or something before, and he was fucked up on meth or something, smoking a cigarette or whatever, and that's what caught him on fire. Because like, why, like, why else would someone in a normal state of mind just start chewing on fucking wood? They like it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's so true. I don't know. When I was a kid. I don't know. When I was a kid, apparently my mom would tell me that I would chew on random things. I would chew on random wood, like her dresser. <laughs> I would just randomly bite That's it. What my dog so I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was on drugs. So I'm a dog. Oh my god. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I never do. <laughs> All right. So um. Okay. So who? Do you guys have any more cases, or is that? Uh, I got one more small uh, one. Cases. That's about it. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Right. Tell it away, man. Last but not least, Jeannie Saffin, the dragon. Jeannie Saffin was a woman from London, England, whose death from fire uh, in 1982 is cited by paranormal researchers and authors as an example of SHC. Aspects of the reports were made immediately after her injury and death apparently supported the conclusion that her death was due to spontaneous human combustion. Jeannie, who had birth defects that led to mental handicaps, which reduced her abilities uh, to those of a child, was 61 years old at the time of her death. Her father, Jack Saffin, was looking away from Jeannie when his attention was drawn to his daughter as she was suddenly on fire. Jack and his son-in-law, Don Carroll, who was also in the house, put out the fire using water from the kitchen and then called for an ambulance. Don has stated that Jeannie had flames coming from her mouth and made roaring noises like a dragon. Both Don and Jack have repeatedly claimed (laughs) that prior to Jeannie being lit aflame, there was no source of ignition in the kitchen except the pilot light on the gas stove. Safin's case has been quoted as proof of SHC by researchers and and authors anxious to make the case for spontaneous human combustion. An alternate view debunks the evidence pointing towards Safin being an example of SHC. 
proponents of the combustion theory have stated that saffin came to be burned inside unburned clothes. However, in a written statement given at the time of Saffin's death, uh, Carroll stated that Jeannie's clothes were severely burned. Carroll has stated that the flames came from Saffin's mouth. However, the medical evidence does not support this conclusion. Saffin's mouth was undamaged, according to hospital records. Uh, opponents of the SHC theory also have potential explanation for the source of the flame that ignited Saffin's clothing, causing the fire. Jack Saffin knocked out used tobacco from his pipe in order to refill it, and that while doing so caused lit embers of, of pipe tobacco to land on Jeannie's clothing. Pipe embers carried by the breeze and then landing on Saffin's flammable nylon clothing would easily catch fire and cause severe burns found on Saffin's body at autopsy. So like, this is another one that I just think, yeah, like she didn't burst into flames randomly. She's like, breathing fire. Shit actually caused to do it. Like, I, like they had to be on something to see her fucking breathing fire if there's no <laughs> medical evidence of it. I mean, why would it. Like, why would one lie about her clothes? Oh, like her clothes weren't burnt, but like, obviously the son-in-law, which is her husband, said like her clothes were severely burnt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's a valid fair point. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, but it 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 is crazy to think that something like that could happen. But it is possible that what they perceived was that flames were coming out of her mouth were truly not, and she just caught fire from the pilot. Or maybe, maybe does it say how old they were? Does it say their age at all? She was sixty-one <laughs> when she died. When that happened. It didn't say like her dad and her husband's age, but I'm guessing around like her husband was around the same yeah, age. Yeah, around the same age. Okay, so never mind then. I would okay, maybe she was just okay, she's 61 years old, right? Hear me out. She's 61 years old. Okay. She's she's you know, she's getting in her time. She's had her years, she's had her experience. Maybe she tells her husband one day, she's like, Hey, let's do something crazy. You know, let's take <laughs> let's take shots like we used to. And she decides oh, yeah. to light it Dude, on that fire. Happens. That happens. Okay. And yep. that's where the flames yep. from the mouth come out. Maybe. Maybe that's what happened. Well, I just... Uh, Do you think that's... Dude, I think they're just... When, when something stressful and crazy happens, your reality is a little warped. But they, they said that fire was yeah. coming out of her mouth and that she was roaring like a dragon. But I think what they saw for, for, like, for reals was her bursting into flames because her clothes caught on fire. And her yelling because uh-huh. holy shit I'm on fucking fire who's gonna not sit there and fucking scream and yell yeah yeah so yeah I think just a tragic incident could change your views and reality as it's happening that's true they kind of the, the like the their perception of reality is warped because they they experience something so traumatic that their mind couldn't process it so to protect themselves and their mental state they created this alternate yeah. reality so to speak in a sense yeah not that they're often in reality just like a, just so much going on it's really hard for someone who's not used to crazy shit to really like oh this is normal this is what happens when someone gets burned no oh, okay okay so do you have another case for us I got one more. anyone or is that it for the cases or? this one's a bit of a doozy because so, this guy oh, okay. is actually a retired ooh so we got 
we got right. Oh, hey, ironic. There's another. There's another ironic twist that, that I'll wait until the end. Um, so on on March 26, 1986, oh, okay. Kendall Mott, the son of retired fireman George Mott, began to worry about his father because he hadn't been answering repeated cell phone calls. According to the testimony, uh, George was depressed and he suffered from lung problems, and he was required to wear an oxygen tank. And back in the day, we didn't have these small portable one so he had the big ass fucking tube with him so he was stricken to stay at home oh that sucks yeah so he yeah. had to just like wheel it around with him mm-hmm. wherever he goes mm-hmm. it was like a literal ball and chain right there it's just, yeah. Yes. just yeah, 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 yeah. how can that's, it not that's, be that's, from that that's that's <laughs> where you kick in <laughs> so kendall kendall decided to drop kendall, kendall decided to drop in and check on his dad when he arrived his father was when he arrived at his father's home he noticed that his the house windows appeared to be open, right? And on the inside of the house, the air appeared smoky and smelled as if things were burnt. George had formerly been a smoker, but quit because of his lung problems. Kendall found his father, or what remained of him. And all that was left was a pile of ash and a few pieces of bone. Authorities noted that the damage was similar to what had happened to the body Okay, so authorities had noted that it is similar to what would have happened as cremated. Yes, as if you were cremated. That's as what if you were cremated? ended up looking like. Oh, okay. Yep, just ash. Oh, okay. Just so ash and pieces of bone. Ash, and then a few um, bones. So, dude, that's fucking. Not the right. ironic twist at this is that they found a they found an ashtray near him, right? And he quit smoking. So. Theories, theories say that he was smoking um, as it happened. And he has he has an oxygen tank, right? Oh. So Robert, probably right. Something, a tube uh-huh. must have gotten loose while he was smoking. Probably laid his arm on the armrest. Yeah. Yep. Oxygen <laughs> oh, tank man. and you just yep. don't mix in general. Yep. Yeah, okay, so that's actually good. So, it's, so I would say from this ep- from this episode, we've basically debunked you guys can go spontaneous home. human combustion. <laughs> you guys can go home. There is no reason to believe it. <laughs> we're done. We're done here, folks. We've we've got in the back. I would say this myth is busted. <laughs> no, but okay, I have a few cases. So apparently, fun fact: the first case of spontaneous human combustion was reported. In the 15th century. 15th? That was the first case ever reported of spontaneous human. 15th century, yes. So a woman with severe burns is fighting for her life in Germany after she reportedly burst into flames in an apparent case of the much-debated phenomenon of spontaneous human combustion. Eyewitnesses described how the woman believed to be in her 40s silently sat on a park bench as her body was engulfed with fire in the northern town of Flensburg. The woman who was originally from, uh, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's German, uh, Moritz, was rushed to the hospital after a passerby stopped the fire by beating away the flames with his jacket. So he, he saw her like just start bursting in the flames, and I guess he got off this car and just pulled over, took his jacket off, and started like hitting her mm-hmm. with, like beating her with his jacket to put out the flames. Okay, so here's here, here's here's the thing that you guys probably don't know about fire. If for whatever reason you catch on fire, 
if stop, drop, and roll doesn't work, get a, a blanket usually doesn't work. and cover yourself yeah, with it. It takes away the but oxygen. Don't, yeah. Yeah, it takes away the oxygen so that way the mm-hmm. fire can't be get fed from the oxygen in the atmosphere and, and shit. And it'll, it'll just put it out. <laughs> so don't and don't fan because you're just so, going to feed it so more beating oxygen. Her, beating her with yeah, the jacket. Yeah, so don't do that. Out. Yeah, just fucking cover See, yourself. Isn't that kind of why? how like when the fires would happen like for these cases that they didn't spread because even though fire is very like crazy and shit isn't it can it not like isn't it not spreadable like super easy in a sense i think it can as long as the material that it's touching is flammable see that's why that's why there's so many people that are so for that spontaneous human combustion is real yeah it should have caught on fiber paper is very flammable that's that's why people do believe in it, but you you make a strong case of how you think well, it's fucking like, stupid, or not not that you think it's stupid, but that you don't think it's real. Doing it wrong, but sometimes it takes the wood a long time to to catch on fire and to also keep burning and spreading to the other woods, and like putting like the the fire starter in there. If I can, we'll even throw the fucking lighter fluid in there. We'll fucking crumble up paper. And it still sometimes takes a while for it to actually keep going. That is true. For it to actually like build up and actually start. So I think like flames. an that explosion would be that true. first initial, like whatever, like it hit that first, like that shit's gone. But like, there's nothing else really like spreading it more. True. So state prosecutors said they're investigating the incident, which they believe could be a suicide attempt. So they don't actually think she spontaneously combusted. What they think she did was they, they believe she dice, she doused herself with like some type of like maybe lighter fluid or just plain old gasoline. And that's why she engulfed in flames and the passerby happily to just seen after she already lit herself. But then again, they're also saying that they didn't find any source of something that she could have lit herself with. They didn't find any matches. They didn't find a lighter. They didn't find anything. And she claims that she just, for no reason, burst into flames. The wine, the, the wine, the eyewitness accounts of the tragic incident have relaunched the debate surrounding spontaneous human combustion, or C or SHC. I don't know why I want to say C. I think it's my dyslexia <laughs> or something. The apparent occurrence has never been proven, but has been linked to around two hundred incidents. SHC or spontaneous human combustion is used to describe instances when a human, either living or recently dead, seems to burst into flames without an external source of, of ignition. That have spontaneous. It is there. There have been a few, uh, the re- but it's. I don't think it was debunked completely because they still haven't found a logical explanation as to why the male bodies do. But female bodies, uh, the only female bodies that can burst open, but not due to like a, a flame or an explosion or a combustion of like, uh, like from flames. If a, if a woman who is pregnant and she dies while giving birth and the baby dies too, the womb can actually build up gases. And because uh, there's so much gases that need to be expelled, it will actually blow up the pelvic area of the, the body and the baby will pop out. Like, like fucking alien? Pretty, pretty much like a human popcorn. Yeah. Yeah, like an alien. Yeah, they just pop yeah, out the yeah. stomach and they go, Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> no, yeah, sort of like that. <laughs> the eyewitness accounts of the tragic incident have relaunched the debate surrounding spontaneous human combustions. The apparent occurrence has never been proven, but has been linked to around 200 incidents. 
SHC is used to describe instances when he already read that part. It is argued that SHC can be caused by an individual's behavior and habits, such as alcohol consumption, inner mechanisms of the body, or even acts yeah, of God or sorcery. sorcery. Now, that is not a very good way to compel somebody to believe your argument. <laughs> it's just sorcery. The wicked man. <laughs> Damn witches. <laughs> Gruesome photos purporting to show SHC often feature a large pile of gray ash from which a pair of legs protrude, while nearby objects appear untouched by the inferno. Accounts often feature tales of blue flames emerging from victims, like the mm -hmm. one that you talked about, Danny. The case they said he has blue flames coming out from his stomach, right? Okay. Here are six apparent cases of SHC. Now, the first case, I believe, is the very first one that was ever... Um, uh, ever recorded in human history. So the theory of SHC was first put forward in 1641 by Danish doctor and mathematician Thomas Bartholian in his Historium Antomocrimium Rariorium, <laughs> a tome which catalogued strange medical phenomenon to describe the death of Italian knight of an Italian knight called Polonus Versitus. According to Bartholian, a knight had enjoyed a few glasses of strong wine with his parents at his home in Milan Damn. when he burped fire and succumbed to the flames and died. That's the first case of spontaneous <laughs> human combustion. Is, no one yes, him, that's why. <laughs> God kills you. He pursued the flames. <laughs> that's what happens when you sin, you heathens. So the first official case in Ireland, which is the most recent death linked to spontaneous human combustion, was that of Michael Farherty. His age was 76, who died at his home in Galway, Ireland. And it wasn't that long ago, actually. It was about uh, 10 years ago in uh, Ireland uh, in December of 2010. So that's the most recent one, apparently, uh, of spontaneous human combustion, or what they claim people who believe in spontaneous human combustion. Dr. Sierra McLaughlin, the coroner tasked with explaining uh, Mr. Faherty's, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. Faherty's? I'm not, Faherty's. Faherty's. I'm not Irish. So Faherty's. 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 Oh, yeah, straight up. Faherty's. That sounds like Italian. Faherty's. Come to Italian. Faherty's. Sudden <laughs> so death at his home in uh, Ballybane made the shock, shock decision of putting it huh. down. So the coroner actually labeled it as spontaneous human combustion. Mr. Faherty was found with severe burns lying on his back with his head near an open fireplace. Despite the blue bays, the sitting room was untouched apart from his burns on the ceiling directly above him and on the floor beneath him. Forensic experts who investigated the scene at Faherty's home concluded the fireplace was not linked to his death, and Dr. McLaughlin said, This fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. <laughs> I don't know why I imagine that's how she said it, because she's Irish. Don't have to dream me lucky charm. Okay, so yeah. So that's that's it for the case that I have. Uh, there's really no other ones. I just wanted to do the history history of human spontaneous, spontaneous human combustion and at least talk about the first recorded history one and then talk about the most recent one, which is Michael Flaherty. Uh, so hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode and you guys learned something new about spontaneous human combustion. And uh, why don't you guys let us know what you think 
about spontaneous human combustion. Do you guys think that shit's legit? <laughs> or do you think it's too legit to quit? Too legit to quit. <laughs> too legit to quit. Because <laughs> I, I fucking love that movie, by the way. Hot Rod. If you don't know that movie and you've never seen it, go watch that fucking movie. That's the best fucking movie ever. I don't care what you fucking say. If you don't think it's funny, then you have no soul. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. It was a good movie, though. I liked it. I like the way they dance in front of the liquor store. Oh, yeah. The way they dance in front of the liquor store. So, all right. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Spontaneous Human Combustion. But first, before we go, what do you guys want to talk about next? Do you guys, okay, I don't have anything specific. I have a couple of cases that I'm looking into. Uh, I don't know if I want to name them off right away just in case I don't end up doing them because I tend to have a habit of doing that. What would you guys like to hear? Would you guys like to hear a Japanese murder case? Or would you guys like to hear a cult case? Let's do it, man. Let's see how gullible people are to believe a fucking serial killer. All right. So we'll do a cult. So because you guys chose a cult, the cult that we will be talking about Okay, um, this one might take a while to actually do the research. That's why I'm playing it ahead of time because there is a lot of research out out there, and I've been wanting to do it. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but I've been wanting to do it. The next episode, folks. Okay, all you strange listeners out there, the next episode is gonna be about the Jonestown massacre. So you guys want a cult? That's the best cult I can think of right now. Is uh, actually no, you guys can choose between either the Jonestown massacre or the children of god cult now let me tell you one thing though the children of god cult is pretty brutal and the only reason why it's because it has to do with pedophilia and it has to do with uh, people molesting <laughs> I was gonna uh, at you first. <laughs> so it's up to you yeah it's i that's what you guys want to do on that <laughs> no it's up to you guys it's whatever you guys want to do it's, you, you can either leave it to the listeners whoever's listening to this episode what they want to hear more if they want to hear the jonestown massacre or if you guys want to make the decision well, I'm i feel like most people want, want to hear more. about the fucking children that, only because of what's that. going on with the world right now it's kind of <laughs> current i just don't care to fucking just, it gets about me and why they shit. do it those fucking psychos it's 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 fucking brutal okay yeah it does make me and, and i will tell you now uh i that's why i haven't done the episode on my own because it's fucking brutal uh, because what they okay, so I'll give you a brief synopsis of this guy. Um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was this guy that basically came into power. He was a, a devout Christian. Uh, he truly believed in his faith, but he was kind of warped with it, and he believed that um, God wanted you to sleep with kids. <laughs> oh my God! And that it was okay for you to be a mother <clears throat> and a father and sleep with your children. That it's that's <laughs> what love is. And he would make his followers do shit like that. He would make his followers have incestual uh, relationships with uh, their family members. God, see, the fact that people are so gullible and bro, to fucking How? follow that, it just, like, tries to God. Yes, and uh, honestly, that might be... A, it could, if, we, if I did it right and I did the research right, it could probably be a two-parter episode. But that's up to you guys if you guys want to do it. Or you can leave it up to the listeners, whatever you guys want to do. Well, I'm down for whatever. But um, if you guys feel like... Let's see what the listeners huh? say, because I just feel weird, like, looking up a bunch of shit with pedophiles, and then, like, fucking <laughs> the FBI is, like, watching me. It's like, oh, he's a fucking pedophile. 
Like, I don't want that. <laughs> You're going to be on a watch list. All right, listeners. All right, you guys decide what you guys want to hear. So, again, if you guys want to voice your opinion on what you guys want to hear, if you guys want to hear the Jonetown Massacre, or if you guys want to hear the Children of God cult, uh, you guys decide by finding us on Instagram at Strange Talk Podcast, or you can voice. You can actually send your vote in you say it, by way of email at strangetalkpodcast.outlook.com. What's that email again, guys? Dude, I can't even remember it. Strangetalkpodcast.outlook.com? <laughs> it's strangetalkpodcast.outlook.com. Okay, again, it's strangetalkpodcast.outlook.com. All right, so thank you guys for joining me on this episode of Strange Talk Podcast. As always... Stay strange.